Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Naziati Muhammad Yaakob, your Talk Architecture podcast host, bringing you another topic that has to do with architecture education and architectural design, which is called the design problem and how understanding the design problem could actually help you to understand what architecture is about. And the point is, there are a lot of disciplines out there that uses the word problem and also use the word design, such as engineering. So what is the similarities between engineering and architecture? Now, for some people, maybe they regard that it's similar and that there is not much difference, but Architecture has always been more subjective rather than objective. And we give it the benefit of a doubt. I mean, architecture, that is. That it is not objective, but more of subjective. So it is like something that is difficult to define rather than what it defines a design problem in engineering, for example. Now, let me state this, and then after this, in the course of this podcast, I will give examples of how understanding the design problem in architectural design, in architecture education, will help us be more clear about how to go about thinking about how to design architectural design courses, for example. Now, Going back to the engineering definition, I'm referring to D.R. Lawrence Anderson, one word, dot weebly dot com, which is an upload on writing a design brief by PLTW, which is an engineering company, which has a phrase, project lead the way. Writing a design brief is the title of this set of slides. Now, it's set up to to entitle the slide, the, the second slide, which is the introduction slide, the design process. It says here that the design process starts with defining the problem, which primarily entails writing a design brief, which is what it's set out to be to do earlier. The whole concern is to do with writing a design brief. There is a flow chart which shows one, define the problem, two, generate concepts, three, develop a solution, four, construct and test prototype, five, evaluate solution, hence you construct to solve. Now this is engineering where they would talk about the design problem in terms of a specific problem. And this definition here is defining the problem, which is in the slide earlier, is the first thing one has to do in the design process. This is engineering, yeah? Let it be clear that this is what engineer think, engineers think of when they talk about writing a design brief. We set out similarly in architecture to write out a design brief with our clients, as you recall. So in the the third slide, 
It says, defining the problem, often a client comes to an engineer with a problem that is only vaguely defined. With the client, through careful listening, questioning, and interpretation, develop a written design brief that clearly and in detail states the problem. So, clearly and in detail states the problem, which for the engineer, it has to be as detailed as possible from the very beginning. And the specific requirements of the solution, the criteria and constraints. It says here, criteria, what the solution must do or have, constraints, any limitation with regard to size, cost, and time. And what this, that is what the solution must not do or have. I wouldn't go further. I'm just giving an idea about the engineering aspect of the design brief. And which relates to the question we asked earlier in this podcast, which is the design problem in architecture. So in engineering, the design brief, a written plan that identifies the problem to be solved, its criteria and its constraints. Just hold on for a second there. In engineering, it's a written plan already. The brief is a written plan. It is almost as everything, everything and anything that you need to know about the design brief. And it identifies the problem to be solved. It lists the criteria and its constraints. You would like to do that in architecture as well, don't you? Now, there is the difference between architecture and engineering where architecture is not like a specific gadget that you need to design or a specific problem in engineering, for example, the beam size or um, the screw and nut for a car um, that goes a hundred, uh, that goes very fast, like a racing car, which will be different than perhaps a normal car, for example. So, So this is engineering, which is very precise in identifying the criteria and the constraints. So they assess whether the design brief is used to encourage thinking of all aspects of a problem before attempting a solution. You gotta have the thoughts out earlier. Whereby in architecture, there could be a more feedback loop with with the client. And here you gotta get it right at the beginning because As an engineer, you need to design a specific thing and it has to be um, serving a a specific function. The design brief serves as a written agreement between a client and the designer to be referred to continually during the design process to ensure requirements are being met. We have the design brief with an architectural design um, project uh, and a client and some sort of agreement um, which we continue to refer to but the client often would change because they look at the design and they think I gotta add an extra space so I gotta have this requirement later because it's to do with a family is to do with a much more complex rather rather than a specific object issue can you see the difference Complexities in architecture is subjective because there is always something left behind. It wouldn't be that you come 
up with the constraints and the criteria earlier on. And there are several uh, phases before you reach to an agreement that that is the design that the client agree upon. And hence, there could be another phase for another contract to be signed. So the beginning, there could be a contract for the design in general. And there will be another contract before it is built, for example. And that is the design that is to be built. And uh, if the client decides to change things, and often in architecture design, their variation order or some sort of a way that the architect need to include and put in the costings later. So in engineering, you'd have to have the costings down pat uh, early. And uh, obviously, that is the legitimacy of the engineering project because it has to do with designing a product or a specific problem. Now, I'd like to stop there with regard to the engineering side of things, just a way of comparing between how engineers look at the design problem and how architects look at the design problem. Now, the use of the design problem in architecture design projects, may it be in architectural education or in real-life architectural practice, is something that is similar because you have similar typology being, being um, developed. For example, a house. A house for an elderly couple with a dog. And uh, elderly, one of the elderly couple is a an artist and the other is a writer. And then you have a specific design for their spaces because you're thinking about how to represent them, the identity of the couple and so on is expressed through your understanding. So you can see the complexity of it in the first year and you can see the complexity of it in the final year. Can you do a project based on a house for an elderly couple as a thesis project? The answer to that is yes, because of the complexities that you can pose or that is required for the learning or the examination of the student of architecture. Now, people might argue, oh, no, you can't have a house design for a design thesis project. I mean, that's, that's too simple. That's because you're thinking about the first year project, where a lot of the um, requirements of that project is being solved or thought of by the tutor. So, just say you decide to do it difficult for the first year student. You guys find a site for yourself. You guys find, um, uh, do the analysis for yourself. It has to be a real site. For the first year student to do a housing, a house for an elderly couple design, for them to find the site, they start from zero understanding about site context or the word context itself. So it could be good because you're just letting them just jump into the water before they could learn how to swim. It could be good, but you need to also be there for them when they ask the questions, the relevant questions for them to understand what the design process is. Now we saw, uh, we you've heard, I've been talking about the design process in terms of um, engineering and they're quite similar with uh, architecture. The design process in engineering define the problem 
generate the concepts, develop a solution, and construct and test the prototype. Of course, construct and test the prototype would be the architecture student. Uh, if we a similar thing is construct a model and testing it out in terms of validation with the tutor. And um, evaluating the solution in our engineering is totally different than in architecture, obviously, because you need the human being to live in that house. It's constructed and then you can evaluate the, the solution in the most honest way and real way possible. Now, let's go back to defining the problem. We are talking about design problem. So both engineering and architecture has design problems. We'll go back to architecture. The design problem is to design a house for an elderly couple with a dog. One is a cook and sorry, one is a writer and one is an artist. Okay. So as an implication that already with regard to thinking, oh, one is an artist, there has to be a studio. One is a writer. There needs to be a space where it's inspiring and they're elderly couples. So the design has to be universal design or conducive or comfortable and safe and usable for them and accessible, of course. So there are things that you can already write out with regard to the elderly couple. And then when you're trying to find a site, what's a suitable site for an elderly couple? Then what are the research that you need to do as a first year student to find a site? What is a site? Can I just have a site uh, out there in the country? Or can I have a site right in the middle of a university campus? So, you know, there could be inappropriate sites where normally in a design thesis, you've got to justify the site. So in the first year, the, the, the design, the, the students of architecture, uh, how much of their justification of the site and how long do you, are you going to allow that justification of the site happen in the design process? What if it takes three weeks whereby they have only two weeks to do the design? So it's unfair for the student in terms of their learning skills or knowledge, skills and knowledge, that they're given, uh, they have to find their own site. But for a design thesis um, solution, um, the justification um, could be that there are more complexities involved to designing a house for an old couple. There could be studies on um, uh, dementia. There could be studies on depression or there could be studies on mental health for older persons. There could be studies about, uh, there could be debates and the studies that come from debates that have been discussed with regard to, is it best to live right in the middle of a city where you can get things, you know, where you have accessible places to go through because you're not really going to stay in your house all the time and you do need to go and get groceries and stuff like that. Do you still want, do you want to ride a bicycle? Can you still ride a bicycle? And what about assistance, assisted living or independent living? So for a thesis, there's a lot of study that need to go into the elderly couple aspect, the elderly uh, aspect of the couple. So you can see that the difference between a first year project and the final year, fifth year design thesis project. So when we talk about design problem, if, with, if I'm comparing it to this engineering um, 
the engineering process that I've I've talked about is often we are near towards this sort of flow chart the what it, the engineering process has recommended that is one define the problem two generate concepts three uh, develop a solution but if you were to think about a thesis just say you're not doing an a couple elderly couple house you're doing um a master plan of a housing for elderly people. So the design process or the, the defining the problem, design problem could be vertical or could be lateral. That's the thing that we don't really see when we talk about design problem. Uh, vertical, uh, rather than horizontal, yeah, we'll just talk about vertical and horizontal. Lateral is horizontal. So vertically, you go deeper and deeper and deeper into the problem, such as the design thesis of an elderly couple house. We did that before with students of architecture where they had a kindergarten, which is people would doubt that this has enough uh, complexities to be a design thesis, but in actual fact, a kindergarten can go deeper and deeper and deeper into pedagogy and, and psychology and uh, tactility. I mean, sensorial design for children. I mean, the whole knowledge is vast in terms of a design thesis, just going deeper and deeper vertically from top to bottom. But just say you have a project, because all, because all projects are valid for a design thesis, because all projects can be as complex as it could be. And you could accept all projects. You don't have to put a number of square meters for projects. You know, like you have to have 10,000 square, square meters for a design thesis, you know, project. That is the horizontal part, the, the lateral, the master planning, the housing, the building complex, you know, the link to the city and neighborhood, you know, going out and, the, you know, this literally doing a master planning and then designing a part of it. So the complexity in that, the design problem could be transportation issues, um, or what do you call it, uh, solid waste management issues or um, uh, sustainability issues, you know, for like almost a neighborhood or a community is almost like a huge project that one person has to do on their own. And there's literal complexity that one looks at, you know, and there's some people would um, argue that uh, acad academics would argue that it has to have a vertical complexity in terms of the services and the structure. So, so there was a minimum or three stories high would be the minimum if it is um, a what do you call it, a horizontal project. If it's a vertical project, then it has to be quite a complex building, uh, higher than five stories and, and so on. So, but one could argue that that complexity is just trying to test a high-rise building, which the student of architecture could have done in the year before. They could have in their portfolio, here I have a high-rise building project, 
here I'm, for my design thesis, my complexity is not in the high rise, but in the master planning. Master planning is one design problem on its own with all the other complexities thrown in into the master planning and the site planning and the area that it go into. So the point is, um, design problem in architecture is not like design problem in engineering. That's one of the conclusion here. And uh, of course, this is something that we know, but we've got to have a model. And I set out to go and explain a model of an engineering process, the design process. So the architectural design process, generating concepts, the second part where similarly in engineering, concepts or ideas in that instance, brainstorming them and getting feedback from others like the critiques, and the tutors is essential. In a way, why is it essential? Because that's the process of what one does in the office, where you have to present and then people would comment on it as a critique. And that's the bread and butter of architectural design process and developing a solution that could be multifold solution in the design thesis from the solution to the master planning, the site planning, uh, how, the car, or the, the what traffic, circulation, pedestrian, or motorized would so be. Um, if it's a project that has to do with transportation hub, like a ferry terminal, even more so, um, that this is uh, quite critical to get it right and quite complex, in fact, um, because of the uh, issues on structure, issues on um, turns and 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 volumes of traffic that gets into the the area for a certain number of time and then need to be exiting for a certain number of time. Just even a shopping mall for that matter would also be a critical thing with regard to the traffic circulation. But not all projects is to do with traffic circulation to make it complex, you see. But going back into that, I mean, that is one design problem that the student of architecture who does a master planning or site planning project need to do, okay? And then there's a second one is to do with the building type that they're concerned with. Uh, that's have other design problems in it. Uh, aspects of environmental sustainability, aspects of the services and structure prob integration problems, aspects of planning, depending on the design typology or the type of building, then they have their own design problems. So in a thesis, a design thesis in the fifth year, there could be nine to 12 design problems that they need to solve within the year. But for the first year student, because it is guided and it is decided by the tutor that certain things, the, 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 the criteria, right, or the limitations is that just say an elderly couple house it has to be in the middle of town. It has to be on this side. You don't have to think about the car parking. And, you know, it's already being, being resolved in many ways so that the first year student just think about what is the objective of it. Maybe the objective is interior design or room with a view. I mean, certain aspects of the design or the circulation space only. Maybe it's important to have this, the circulation space sorted out or spaces that are livable 
what are the criteria that the tutor set out for the first year student? Like I said just now, you could as well get this, just let the student loose, but then you will need to give an A, give the student the credit due for their thinking and the difficulties that they go through in the first year because of they don't have certain skills and knowledge. So you can't get muddled in it when, when, when as an academic, you can't get muddled and uh, confused with the evaluation of it because the learning has to be felt by the student of architecture. What is the comments is fair and justified as well. The design is fair and justified. The comments are fair and justified. It's like a two-way communication that is a sort of balance and not um, uh, just judgmental without any reasoning. So I come to the conclusion about the design problem for this first part, just trying to set an understanding about what is a design problem and how the design problem it's important to be understood in the context of architectural design using the engineering uh, design process as an understanding to the architectural design process because it's different. And why, how the design problem is configured in the design process, which is the first thing that you need to identify defining the problem or identifying the problem and um, how this relates to the level of uh, education, be it the first year or the fifth year, and, and uh, how design problem uh, is recognized by the different skills level, skills uh, and knowledge level of the students of architecture. And getting a fair hearing, a fair, a fair evaluation by giving recognition to how the students of architecture tackle the design thesis. So if, if the school examined the tutor's uh, output or outcome uh, in terms of the learning, it has to be fair too. The, the department or the School of Architecture, when they do a, a jury or a review, or you call it a portfolio review actually, where the, the Department of uh, Architecture comes in and look at the product of the student's work and how the lecturers explain the learning has been done, have to give a fair assessment to what the uh, tutors have done. And the fairness comes from the same language use. The, those who evaluate the curriculum or evaluate the studio program, who, who are people who are not dealing with the studio program, when they talk about the complexity, they're talking about the design problem. Nothing to do with anything at all, but something that in which you can engage in a meaningful conversation and dialogue and something which is not being unfair to the tutors. So I would recommend highly that if all the tutors and the student understand about the design process and, and understanding about the design pro process includes understanding about the design problem and what are the processes to go through, what are the criteria and 
and and how the feedback loop happens in the in the in the crit and and we call it the formative assessment and in the summative assessment of the at the end of the um the project so it will be something that's never a problem in terms of addressing about the outcome of a design project when they use the same language just talk about the design problem what are you, what are your design problems uh, that you have uh, evaluated with the student work oh we've looked into this that this in terms of the horizontal or the lateral um, complexities and then the vertical complexities so when we're talking in the same way understand each other very well there should not be no a confusion there shouldn't be any uh, contention nor will there be any confusion with the students as well and it is clear and you can build the curriculum better in an architecture school when we talk in the same language so i would recommend the, the word design problem as something that is useful for us to communicate so with that I thank you for listening to this podcast episode on the design problem and how useful to use the same language with all the tutors and students of architecture and how this design problem differs from engineering school and hopefully um this will assist with our um the the growth of the architecture field and how it is seen thank you very much we will go into more into this later in another episode thank you